Welcome to JMO with Josh and Joe. It is Tuesday, August 16th. And Joe, the Pittsburgh Steelers have found their next Antonio Brown in a man named George Pickens. George Pickens. Holy shit. Dude, he has, like, he is so good. And already he has not received any money but already has an attitude problem. <laughs> right? I mean, like, he's always had it in college. I know that, but still. You're you're seeing it on the field right now. Um, and for the folks that wa- just watch NFL and don't watch college as much and keep up with the the intricates of each of the teams and what's going on, yeah, you're we're discovering George Pickens on the uh, national well, stage. Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. It's going to be entertaining as fuck. Cause here's the thing, he's so fucking good. Did you see that that uh, touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it was tiptoe, and his second foot hit the exact corner. Yep. Exact corner of the end zone. Like I don't think you could have. Like Picasso couldn't have painted it better. I don't even think the pylon went down. No, that's like how good it was. Oh, it was you, you like it was you could like put a needle in between it. It was incredible. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably gonna draft him way too high on my fantasy team because oh, I'm just obsessed. I don't even I don't care who's starting, whether it's Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky or for oh God knows if it's gonna be Mason Crosby or not. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, I I still have nightmares from Mason Crosby. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, like 10 years ago, I accidentally drafted Mason Crosby with my first overall pick, and it was just not good. It was not good. Uh, I almost broke up with my girlfriend over it at the time. It was it was not it was not great. To this day, will live in infamy. Yes, and I still get made fun of for for that. <laughs> never they they my friends never let me live it down. Nope. But Joe, it felt good. Um, a whole slate of preseason games. Yeah, it, it was like we got the Hall of Fame game to kind of, you know, dip us into the water a little bit, but now we just got a full swim. Yes, yes. We got a we we did a we did a lap. We, we are did, wet. We did a lap. We are, we're wet. Yeah, we're wet. We're wet. We, we we're feeling it. Um I am, it's exciting. I mean, obviously it's it's one of my favorite things because it's going to be like all the storylines are going to be blown way out of proportion. Like Oh, of course. Yeah, you, you don't you you obvious it's preseason. Yeah, and I have to remind myself constantly that it's preseason. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. But it's like we—it's like the excitement you get whenever you know you're a kid on Christmas, and you you know you want to open up like all the toys at once, and but you know you need to spread them out. Like, right. I'm, you know, the parent—that's when the parents get there. They start regulating, like, oh hey, this—it's this person's turn now. They this person's turn now. But, you know, your natural instinct is you just want to open up everything. You want every single storyline. You want everything that's going on. Yeah. Even if it doesn't count for anything like preseason. Right. You're absolutely right. Great analogy. I just uh, – because, yeah, whenever you're you're a kid, you just want to just go berserk. I get it. Um, The NFL is coming out with an NFL Plus. Did you see that? Yes. Instead of the Game Pass or whatever, it's the NFL Plus. Is they got a couple of new additions. I'm I'm sure it's going to be more expensive. But the NFL knows. Like people like me, people like us, we'll pay, we'll pay way more than it's worth. Like I, I like the fact that the NFL didn't have to do an NFL Plus. They just were like, we can, we can, and we did. Yeah. They just took out their massive slong and just laid it on the table and said, "Here, you're gonna pay us more money. Yes. because you're addicted and you love this shit." <laughs> Yeah, that's what they did. Um, let's see. Let's get into some of the news in the NFL. The Zach Wilson injury, it doesn't look like it's going to be that bad. 
No, there was a big sigh of relief from all Jets and MILFs fans, uh, <laughs> you know, all across the country that, you know, it wasn't as serious as they were thinking it would be. Yeah. So here's, we were, I was about to pour one out for the MILFs. All <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think even Young Gravy is, uh, was actually can't, had a video posted about him um, wishing Zach, um, Zach Wilson a speedy recovery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Young Gravy is a Jets fan. Oh, I yeah. I absolutely. Did not know that. He also looks like a random dude that you'd see at a frat party at like Marist College yes. in New York. Yeah, that's that's also I I wouldn't have even know, noticed. Is he's like he's like um when the ref didn't know who Jack Harlow was at the NBA game. You remember that, <laughs> right? He's like they were like they, they were showing Jack Harlow and the the referee was just like, "Yo, who the fuck is Jack Harlow?" <laughs> it was it was the funniest fucking thing. It was going around the internet. Yeah. Um. But we got a we got a nice little slate for y'all today. Uh, we're gonna talk a little more NFL, tr- sprinkle a little fantasy in there. Um, then we got our OT dish, and then what we're gonna do? Oh, we have a new segment coming up. It's uh, you can't make this shit up. Yep, that's literally what all it's called. And um, I'm gonna personally dedicate it to one of my friends from college. I'm not gonna name names, but he would tell these obnoxious stories. Um, and all throughout the story, he would purposely say, I can't make this shit up. Yep. He would say, I can't make this shit up. Every single time, <laughs> like, I, he would tell a story for about three minutes and then say, I can't make this shit up. And he would just go on and on. Well, all the while, we all knew that he was making this shit up. <laughs> like, he, the whole story was made up. You, you know what? When somebody says that, your initial, first initial thought is like, is he making this up? Or yes. how could I make this up? Yes. Like, like let's see where he's going to go with this this made-up story that he's just picturing in his head and making up as he goes along. Yeah. Like, plot twists, everything. So, we got that. We got, you can't make this shit up. And then we got, um, as we promised, the Manti Teo doc. Yes. Documentary. Um, it was actually, I actually, I en- it started off kind of slow, but I enjoyed it. Yep. I ended up enjoying it. Um, we got, we got a recap of that. And then... Um, some other news. So let's get back to the NFL. Um, you know what I noticed yesterday? What's up? I was yesterday. I was going through my fantasy draft. So like I have like a pre-draft routine. Mm-hmm. I was going through it. You saw me. I was stressing out a little bit. I yep. was stressing out about who I would take, what I would do, my strategy going into the draft, and I was like stressing, but I enjoyed the stress. Yeah, you know, does that make sense? Like, it's I, a good stress. I, I yeah, I enjoyed stressing out about this shit. Like, it was it was fun for me to like like get s- all sweaty and agitated because I couldn't figure out what the fuck I wanted to do. It's like the there's like two kinds of stress in the in this world. There's the stress that you basically like in the real world stuff. That stuff that's kind of matters on your career level, and then you know that's basically your you know lifestyle and all that. Right, and takes take, takes off from your life. Yes, and then there's the compet- uh, the competition stress where you uh, you know you're doing you're actually building up that stress because of the the competition that you're in. It's good stress, but it's good stress. Ah, I like that. Okay, good. So I guess you good stress. This is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm stressing out about football, but it's good stress because I'm happy about it exactly. i like it okay i got it um let's see i do want to get i know you you love this um but kyler murray um cliff kingsbury and the fourth quarter of the game can you can you please explain to everybody what he did <laughs> so he he actually let and this was basically you know 
uh, trying to teach Kyler Murray a lesson. Yeah, but oh, oh, and it, did, uh, I'm gonna cut you off just for a second. The funny part is like he he they took out the clause, the mandatory study hour clause, and he still disciplined him like he was a third grader. Yes, yeah. Tell it told him to call the plays and at the end of the fourth quarter where you know, um, you know, Kyler Murray had control of all the mics. And or you know, uh, calling the plays and everything, and uh, just teach him a lesson that you know, hey, this play calling stuff isn't hard. I mean, it isn't it, easy. It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. It's pretty hard. So uh, my thing was, uh, you you have the results for it, the um of what he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he he started calling plays as soon as he started calling plays. The Arizona Cardinals. This is how it went. The the uh, sequence of uh, um. What you gonna call it? Anyways, they it went Arizona went three and out punt. Bengals drove down, got a touchdown. Arizona three and out punt. Bengals drove down, got a touchdown. <laughs> Arizona two plays, end of game. End of game. Kyler Murray should never go into coaching. You know what my thought was on this? He, you see that he did not spend time playing Madden. He played Call of Duty yes, the entire yes, time. Yes, Because at Madden, you would at least have been able to know that there's a flow to play calling, and you got to do it based off the defenses and everything. It, it did not paint a good picture as far as what Kyler Murray, Murray plays on a regular basis. Right. Kingsbury basically taught his child a lesson after he threw a t- temper tantrum. Yep. That's all it was. So good for you, Cliff. Good for you. Um... Let's see. We had Justin Fields. Uh, he had some comments. He did. He did, did you see that? Oh, oh I did. My gosh, I, this like I know you, you're about to tell it, but like you don't say these things. Like what? <laughs> tell, what, yeah. what did he say? I'll exactly. read. The, I'll read the quote here yeah. so everybody knows. So this is Justin Fields on his adjustment to the NFL. Um, he was asked, and he responded, "I'm throwing to guys who wouldn't have made six string at Ohio State." That's the biggest adjustment. And he's talking about his wide receivers at the Chicago Bears. Yes. You don't say that about people you are on the same team with. <laughs> no. <laughs> that I mean, okay, look, here's the thing. Honestly, he's not he he's not that he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. The Bears wide receivers are trash. Like, I mean, Darnell Mooney's okay. He's not bad, but he's like bad. the the rest of them they're trash. And they, they probably would be sixth string at Ohio State. I mean, but given, you don't say that, man. I think that actually it was just a timing thing. I think he's off. I think he he should have just said this at the end of the year because that would have been a perfect excuse for you know if he his shortcomings if he w- didn't pl- actually play good. Right. If, if his timing would have been a little bit better, he would have been able to you say this just, comment fine. You just fix the comment to the end of the calendar year. Yeah. You just make that little adjustment. You know that saying that that old saying that goes is like starting on a good foot. That's not starting on. No, a good foot. No, no. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You are not. Not starting the day off very well. That, here, that foot buddy. has a lot of fungi. It fun- Ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's oh my gosh. You don't say that, dude. Like, I like. How do you come back from that? What, like, as a wide receiver, you're just like, what? You, you, yo, Justin, you think I suck? Yeah, right. This is essentially what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. He's trying to get the the Bears to you know bring in some decent receivers. But come on, man. Yeah. Um. Let's see the the. NFL is adding a Black Friday game, another giant flex by the NFL. Yeah, I saw that. It, another flex from the NFL, but I actually, in upon further research into it, noticed it was more of an Amazon thing. So Amazon is 
you know, playing, um, is playing that game, Mm -hmm. um, or streaming it, whatever you want to call it. Right, right. And kind of a strategy for Amazon, keeping folks at home instead of going to retailer shops, doing their own, doing their shopping at home. So it's a Jeff Bezos flopping out his, his tiny wiener. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess if you want to call it that. I don't know. Well, He's it's, pretty jacked it's, now. It, well, no, it's a deformed wiener. Yeah. Every, oh, everybody's seen it. It's, yeah. like, it's like a small deformed wiener. It's well, weird. no, yeah, everybody's it's, seen it. He built a rocket then. It's know? weird. Yeah. Oh, he's overcompensating. It's the mo- It's the ultimate overcompensating thing of all time. Like, in Shrek, you know how uh, Farquaad, they, they actually had that joke. He's like, oh, it sounds like he's compensating for something with his giant tower. Yeah. yeah. No, Jeff Bezos topped it. Yeah. Jeff Bezos was it, topped it. Was it Jeff Bezos uh Rocket ship that looked like a penis, yes. or was it? Uh, no, it was, Elon. it was Jeff Bezos. It was Jeff yeah, Bezos. It was so Jeff- he gave us a, you know, yeah, a description was- of how his penis looks like. Right, it's just on a very, very way smaller scale. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, okay, I see. And then the, so the they're they stay in inside, and then they he he's got to do a Monday for Cyber Monday. He's got to do a Monday game for Cyber Monday, right? Well, everybody's already, you know, ordering yeah, true. They're online. Hung, they're hungover. They're so. already ordering online. It's yeah. Cyber Monday. So. True, true. All right, well. Yeah, there you go. He, Jeff, needed, he Jeff. needed to get the people that were going out to buy stuff come back in. Jeff Bezos is going to rule the world. Yes. You heard it here. Um, one thing I had was, uh, this was funny as fuck. Did you see Marshawn Lynch's mugshot? No, I didn't get to see his mugshot. I saw, I saw the arrest video. No. Oh, you did? I yeah, did that, that was good video. too. His mugshot, that that motherfucker can't even open both of his eyes. Like it is it, it's one eye's shut and the other eye is just open a tiny millimeter. <laughs> like that's and he was hammered at 7:30 and I mean like obviously he he didn't just wake up and start drinking. That was from the night before cuz they do lots of blocaine and and alcohol. So yep, yeah, yep. he was just he was just going home to go to sleep, but he was fucking trash yeah it sounded like that when he was in the video i mean when you're trying to tell like the everybody to calm down when everybody's already calmed down <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, yeah he's on another level oh man that's great um yeah yeah we'll see how we'll see what happens with that um i just it's it, it all boils back to like people like him you just you have so much money just just like call somebody oh yeah I, if I had that much money, I would literally have a driver. I would pay a, a, a way more money than I needed to to just sit around and wait for me to call him to yep. drive. Yep. That's, that's it. I would. I would. Um, let's see. The Gritty is coming to Madden. Oh, dude, I love that, man. And I love that it started at LSU. It makes me feel good. It does make me feel good as well. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Gritty's coming to Madden, so it's going to be an, a celebration. Um, so I – Continue. I, I look forward to that to continue next year, but you know there's another uh, another dance that's sweeping sweeping the NFL right now. What's that? It's the uh, it's the Antonio Brown put that shit on dance. Oh no! Yeah. What? Is, what oh, what is? You got to describe this to me because I, I haven't. Heard. I will. I will. So basically, what you're doing is you cock and you, you kind of cock your shoulders back, you lean back a little bit, and it's almost like a kind of windshield wiper motion with your arms. But with some loose wrist to it, and it's kind of close. Look for that this season. I, it seems to be uh, catching on during preseason right okay, now. Okay, well, well, I don't understand. I don't know when you know AB kicked off his rap career. 
you know. Oh, okay. And, yeah, one of his songs is "Put That Shit On," and he created a dance to it because you know, obviously, Antonio Brown knows that you know all songs kick off when they have a dance. Oh gosh. So yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. No. If you throw a, like a catchy dance or like to, to the song, people will. That they, I mean, especially with TikTok, people will, will, will catch on. Yeah, they will sing it. Um, but uh, what what else you got for the NFL? Well, we've got. Let me see what what other things do we have. Uh, a fan puts twenty k on Philly winning the Super Bowl this year. Oh boy! Yep. It's, oh boy! Odds are plus twenty five hundred, and the payout is half a million dollars. Oh boy. 20k. I guess I mean like it's not 20k. 20k is a lot of money. It is. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. But like, if you're rich, 20k is kind of like 20 dollars. But like on on Philly, I mean, understandably, this is like the only thing. Like a you know, like the NFC East is the only conference that would or division that would actually do something like this. Their fans. Yeah, but I I think the the Cowboys are gonna just roll that division. That's the that's the weird thing for me. I just I don't I don't see the the Eagles coming out of that on top. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know why I just thought of this, but I have an idea for Black Friday. Back to Black Friday. Okay. The the um, players have to wear their black uniforms, the black jerseys, for the Black Friday game. At least one team has to. That would make sense. At least one team has to. Yeah. If the Saints play it, then our black and gold jerseys are the best. Oh, absolutely. It's the, black, the best black jersey of all time. Yes. Um, But, yeah, anyways, we went back to uh, – Back to what we were talking about. Uh, that was about it. Okay. 20, 20K. I actually set a reminder on my phone. I will check up on this bet and see how it's doing after yeah. week 10. Okay. So we'll we'll come back to this. All right, cool. Um. So the Falcons are going 0-17. Yeah. Did you see that? The Island Boys in- endorsed the Marcus <laughs> Mariota. I did see that, Oh, yes. my God. It's so – I mean, it's awesome because they're just – they're they're just a, a cursed franchise. Yeah, no, they the Falcons have no hope. No hope, dude. They, it's they, I think this this I think the Saints have it's going to be a breeze through the NFC South. We're going to beat Tampa twice because we always do. Carolina can't figure out who their fucking quarterback's going to be, and the Falcons are going zero and seventeen. Yep, done. Yeah, and then the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. Yep. All right. Um. Let's see what else we got in the NFL. Uh, we could go back to AB real quick. Oh, um, let's do it. Was, I, I, can, I can never stop talking about AB. He was recorded and posted on a TMZ video stating um, one fan was actually trying to get him back into the NFL, and his response was, tell Jerry Jones to call me. Yeah, oh, I saw that. <laughs> so, yeah, so AB, AB's not going to reach out personally. He needs. He wants the owner of your franchise to call him. Yeah, but yeah, but like, how perfect would it be if if AB was on the Cowboys? Oh gosh, that's like the perfect destination for it, it Antonio really Brown. If if in, in, and honestly, if any owner is going to give him a chance again in the NFL, it's going to be D- Jerry Jones. Yeah, it's going to be Jerry Jones or Dan Snyder's going to get so coked up that he's going to be this going to forget what happened. Yeah, and and bring Antonio Brown back. <laughs> forget what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Oh, Antonio Brown to the Cowboys. We need to make that happen. Yeah. Let's make it happen. All right. Uh, let's see. What you got on the – anything else on the NFL? I think that about wraps it up um, until we get to our new segment. Yeah. I, I I know, like, people might be itching about the Antonio Brown comments. We will get to those. We will get to those. But before that, we're going to get to OT Dish. So on this day in sports history, I have one from 1927. Um. 
It's not really a, a that great of one. It's you. I mean, Babe Ruth tees off Tommy Thomas in the fifth to hit his first home run hit out of Comiskey Park. Babe Ruth hits his first home run. A couple of things with this one. I like the term tease off. Tease off? Yeah. Babe Ruth tees off Tommy Thomas. And I, I think I, I, we need to bring that back. It's a golf term. I get it. But I don't know. You like a good tease. Good tease. Yeah. Um, second thing I had from this is, uh, so somebody was named Tommy Thomas. So that means their parents were just really fucking lazy. His name is Thomas Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Right. TT. TT. Tommy Thomas. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll just like, you know, change it up a little bit. Tommy Thomas. No. Yeah. He, he, this guy's name is Thomas Thomas. <laughs> like creativity. Uh, they zero. Didn't, they didn't know a lot of words. Words. <laughs> So, yeah, that happened on this date in 1927. On this date in 1920, this is one that was kind of interesting to me. On this date in 1920, the only MLB fatality to occur in a game. Ray Chapman was hit in the head by a fastball from Carl Mays. Now, I thought when I when – I, so he, he died on this – I was about to say, you, you stated fatality. Yes, he died. So, so he died. But it's the only MLB fatality, the only one that's in-game. Which I thought was wild. I figured there would be way more. Also, I thought I if I was gonna like imagine what happened, I thought it was I thought it would be off the bat. Like I thought some a player would hit it and it would smack the pitcher. No, yeah. this motherfucker threw a fastball so goddamn fast it hit him in the face and he died. That's the most lethal pitcher in his in history. history. Yes, the most lethal. He he should be he's number one. Yep. He's, he's number one. He's number the best. He's the best. He's the greatest MLB pitcher of all time. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Cy Young. Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean, you, that's the thing. You, he, you can't have a rebuttal for that. For that, he's like my pitch killed a person. Exactly. And yeah. Like nobody, and he can, and like nobody else, nobody else can say that. And he gets away with it because it was accidental. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, obviously, he didn't. Bro, he to. got away with murder, and like he's he's the most lethal pitcher in, in MLB history. Wow. Number one. It, it, yes, that's a wow. <laughs> um, my last one I have is on this date in two thousand eight. A guy by the name of Cesar Celio, Celio wins the 50-meter freestyle in 21.30 seconds in the Beijing Olympics, Brazil's first-ever Olympic swimming gold. Now, this one resonates to me because I actually, when we, um, when I was a senior in high school and Joe was a sophomore, yeah, sophomore in high school, we actually watched Cesar Celio swim at Auburn. He was he was there and I saw him and he was the fastest fucking person I've ever seen in my life, dude. And he was he was a big guy. He was a massive human he was being, huge. Yeah. So that one kind of resonated with me. That's why I brought that one back. That that one up. That was a good one. And then and that we watched that on on television. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And that was awesome to see. It's just like it's crazy with that fifty meter freestyle. It's so like it's just. Pure speed. Yes, Pure and there's speed. and there's no room for error. No, no literally room. zero room for error. No room for error, and like I love how like the like everybody makes so big of splashes, you almost just hardly see anybody that's racing except for like just their arms that pop up out it, of the water. Yeah, it's like crazy. It's a crazy race. It is, and it's it a is. fun race. It's it is very fun. It's it's like it's just adrenaline rush from start to finish, and it's 21 seconds. It's done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. It's yeah, it's crazy, and it's also Brazil's first ever Olympic swimming gold, which is pretty dope. That was that's impressive. As I thought he was from Spain, but I guess not. Yeah, with a name like Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So what you got? All right. Well, continuing on that swimming theme, 
We got on this OT dish on this day in sports history. In 2008, an American swimmer by the name of, you might know this one, but Michael Phelps. Who's that? <laughs> won his seventh of his eighth gold at Beijing in the 100-meter fly. Um, Olympic record, 50.58 seconds. And beat out uh, Millard uh, Kavik of uh, Serbia by .01 seconds. I don't know, Josh. Do you remember that race? I will never, ever forget that race. That was an insane race. I, I, I remember we were sitting in our living in, in the living room watching it. And yeah. it, we, we had no idea. We actually thought it was a tie. Oh, it's, I mean, I was about to say, a .01 seconds like race. It looks like a tie. Right. And they, they had to cut it frame by frame. And you could actually see that Michael Phelps out-touched him by just the tiniest margin. Tiniest. We were fucking going nuts. Because that was, this, like he, like you said, that's the seventh of his eighth gold. He mm-hmm. needed that one. Yep. He needed that one. And that um, crazy comeback by um, Jason Lezak exactly. in the 4 by 100 uh, meter freestyle. Yep. Unreal. Yes. Unreal. It was, it's a... 2008 was the greatest Olympics of all, the greatest Summer Olympics of all time. It really is. Don't at, I, don't I, at me. <laughs> and continuing on that theme with uh, another 2008, um, the same exact day, Usain Bolt sets the world record 9.69 seconds and wins the hundred meter gold medal. I'll never forget that race either. That was that motherfucker. He 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 let up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and he still destroyed everybody. Like, it, this was single-handedly the greatest Olympics, the greatest Summer Olympics of all time. And, like, this greatest single date of yeah, the Olympics. Yeah, dude. That's, it was, oh, man, that that race was wild. Yes. He pulled away, and he just, like, looked around, put his hands out, and said, yeah, I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best. And the race wasn't even finished yet. No. It, oh, my gosh. I remember that. That was, that was really cool. It was awesome. That was pretty dope. So, and then my last one, uh, in 2020... So, not even that long ago. 2020. Yes. The World Snooker. <laughs> yes, I pronounced that right. The World Snooker Championship. <laughs> Englishman Ronnie O'Sullivan wins his sixth world title. Didn't even know this was going on for six years, much less actually started in 1924. I didn't know that it existed. Yeah. Um, so, Snooker is a, um, how should I put this, an advanced or like a more complicated pool? Like a, a table game pool? Of, game of pool? Yes. So they just I, – I was looking at it, and they just put – so you make the ball and you put it back on the table? Well, there was like – there was some red balls, and then there were some other different colored balls. There was no stripes. They were all solids. No numbers. And That's confusing. Yes. There was a bunch of red balls, and then just like a bunch of other colored rainbow balls, and then there was a black ball too. But like every time they made like the black ball and all the different other colored balls – they would put them back on the table. And then, like, anytime they made a red ball, they would take them off since there was a bunch of red balls. That sounds like my dream. Like, if, like, my opponent made a, a ball in the hole and I just grabbed it and threw it back on the table and said, fuck you. Right? <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's how you. That's how I want to play pool. That's so right. I might like snooker. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw snooker, I was thinking it was like a secret hooker environment uh, uh, society. So you sneaking hookers in. Yes. Damn, dude. And that's a competition. Who can sneak the hottest hooker in? Exactly. Or who can sneak the most hookers? Quality over quantity? Quality over quantity. Okay, so who can sneak the hottest hooker? Yes. Okay, that's what's going to... That's what snooker is for me. So, alrighty. And that's about it. Alright, so let's go... Let's see. We got um, our new segment. Let's do our new segment. You can't make this shit up. 
Yeah. It's the wild, outlandish fucking news stories that you just like they sound made up. Yeah. They sound made up, but you just can't make it up. Like yes. it, it's it's wild. Um so I'll start. I'll start because you you got a couple of good ones. Um so Terrell Terrell Owens, uh, you know, Former, yeah, T.O., former wide receiver for the 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, you know, been around. He's He was really good. He says that Max Kellerman is blacker than Stephen A. Stephen oh. A. Smith. Oh. And uh, and you know what? Kudos, kudos to T.O. Kudos to T.O. He has, he has pushed us past this race barrier. He has pushed us past this race barrier. He no longer sees color. Is that how we're spinning it? That's I'm working on it, dude, okay? <laughs> he no longer sees color. He will be the one who corrects racism in this country. He is our TTO. He is our sa- he's he's our race savior. He's the savior we never knew we needed. Yes, exactly. And he's also a little psychotic. Which you got to be psychotic if you're going to be the savior. Maybe you just appear as psychotic because right. you're so far advanced, you know, into the uh, future. You're, you've progressed so much further than everybody else right now. I, I knew he looked like an alien. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you want to go, and then I'll go. Yeah. So, um, Lane Kiffin actually was in her in a press oh, conference. I, I saw this. This is so fucking funny. Lane Kiffin was in a press conference. Uh, the, apparently, Ole Miss uh, football team is in need of a punter. And uh, out of all the places in the world, found their punter at a frat party. They it, called it a kegger, but we all know it was at a uh, frat house. I think he said a frat house. I, I think he, he did. He, say did. A frat house he said too. a frat house, and then he was like, "Yeah, I mean, he just—I guess—he showed up at a kegger, and he happened to play D one punter. Punter. We got to work on his conditioning, but you know." No, he's a punter, Lane. He's a punter. He doesn't do anything. I <laughs> know. <laughs> work on his conditioning. <laughs> like, what? What do you? What do you? Like, he's he's a punter. <laughs> We've seen fat punters and kickers. They've done just fine. Yeah. Like, as a matter of fact, like I think most of the best punters were like a little bit overweight. Yeah. You gotta have that mass to kick the ball. It's, yeah. It's physics. It's it is physics. It's so. it's basic physics, Lane. But yeah, that is funny. He just went basically random went to a random frat party and and picked out a punter. Yep. Only Lane Kiffin. Only, Only Lane, Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. And I love how he said we, but I'm sure like he was at that frat party oh, he, and just he, and that's how he found him. I mean, look at him. He looks like a frat bro. Exactly. He like like he you know he just goes to these frat houses and like makes everybody put their phone and camera away and just rages. And just rages, yeah. Love it. All right. Um my next one I got So in the uh St. Jude Championship, which we'll talk about more later, um Somehow, I can't remember who hit the shot, but it literally the ball literally landed in a fold-out chair cup holder. It hit the guy's arm and used as a backboard and went into the cup holder. You can't make that shit up. It was insane. Like I, I've seen some crazy <laughs> shots where the ball landed in in like trees and stuff like that. Never have I seen somebody just. Drain a three from the tee box. There's like so many videos of people online that try to do those trick shots that spend hours on them, and that just happens all the time. It sudden. just happens, yeah. And, and you, you see all those like videos of play it as it lies, yeah. And you can kind of see how like the ball got to where it was. Mm-hmm. This one, he just dunked it. He just straight dunked it. Dunked it. So did they play it as it lied? No, they he had to take relief. <laughs> I, I that would have been funny if no, he just like been. hit the bottom of the, yeah. the cup holder and just <laughs> shot it up. Yeah, that would have been cool. 
What if it went right back in? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it went straight up and then went right, <laughs> right back, back in. in. <laughs> That's when you just walk away. Yeah, you're, you're, you're You quit. You're done with that. I'm sorry, St. Jude's. Your, your cancer kids are going to have to just wait till next year. Yep. All right, you got the best one. So, yeah, out. this one's the most ridiculous one that came out. And I honestly, I had to do some searching to make sure it was an actually accurate quote. Just like a legit quote. Because this is how bad it is. And we'll go, we're going to go into it right now. Oh, my God. So, AB um, has this quote about his biggest regrets. Oh, good old Antonio Brown. Yes. So, my biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling out uh, my GM a cracker. Or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet. <laughs> or throwing rocks at the that UPS driver. <laughs> and it definitely does, doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap in around Jets Stadium. Oh, hold on. Time out. Time out. I love how he calls that a victory lap. Yeah. Right? He's, that man is so fucking arrogant and narcissistic. That was a victory lap. That was a victory lap for him. Yes. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Mid-game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see AB, or get to see me, AB, play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, <laughs> but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something <laughs> like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at the Red Rocks. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Holy crap. What the fuck? You know what my initial reaction was to this? My initial reaction, besides you can't make this shit up, is remember that song from the, um, it's, it's a Disney movie, but the Disney movie Moana and the mm-hmm. Rocks character? Yeah. And he sings that song. He's like, uh, what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like this is like his AB's version of that song. Dude, he man, this is this guy. Like, yeah, you literally can't make that shit up. He's like, like he's comparing himself to the Beatles in in Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, yes, dude, he's got a big, he's got a, a ego the size like as big as fucking Caesar's. You remember Julius Caesar? Yeah. Like it, apparently, like I was reading in history books, the guy had the the biggest fucking ego of all time. Yeah. This dude, it's he's just, it's insane. I have, I am, I am lost for words. When I read that, I thought it was fake. I had to do that, like you did. I did some research, and I just, I, I didn't know what, what to say. I, I was just dumbfounded. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, at this point, I respect it now. Uh, yep. I gotta respect it. Like he is so delusional that, like, you know what? He might be on Aaron Rodgers' drugs. Yeah. It, it, and I don't, I don't even know if it's like a delusional thing. It's because he states exactly why he's not playing in the NFL any, uh, anymore. All those, you know, statements above, um, you know, his biggest regret is all, you know, reasons why he knows he's not playing in the NFL. So, yeah, he is well aware of why he's not in the NFL. Yeah. And he just continues on and he just like, I'll never get to see myself. I, we should just clone Antonio Brown. Yes. We should clone Antonio Brown, allow him to play one game and just... See, watch him watch himself. Yeah. Do you think he'll be jerking off? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. He'd probably uh, be choking himself, like some oral asphyxiation or something while yeah. he's doing it, yeah. Oh, uh, I, I could imagine. It, he'd he'd have to go with a whole nine yards. He would probably kill it, like go. accidentally kill himself. Like he would just be choking himself out, jerking off, and then he would score a touchdown. He would come, and then boom, there would be no oxygen to he'd the brain. Be done. That's how Antonio. Antonio Brown would go out watching Antonio Brown. Yes. 
Okay. And, and honestly, he would be satisfied with Antonio Brown killing o- Antonio Brown. Uh, yes, he, he actually, said no one, no one else would be more fitting. Yes, no one else. I, I, exactly. <laughs> then fall Caesar. Then fall Caesar. That's it's it's beautiful. At yeah. this point, it's just like now. I'm just like, uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. So that was a good first segment of. Uh, there you, you go. So you you up. can't make this shit up. I don't know if we're gonna have have. Uh, that segment every single week, but that we'll definitely try and incorporate that into our uh, our podcast, our episodes. So, yep. All right, let's go. Let's get to the Manti Teo doc. Um, so we watched the documentary. It was a two part documentary. Um, they had the first one was kind of telling the whole storyline, and then the second episode was basically showing how they caught the what was it, Renaya? Yeah, the Renaya chick or dude or whatever. Um, so just like some for some background, Manti Teo played linebacker for Notre Dame. He was middle linebacker for Notre Dame. Very, very good. He started dating this girl online. Yeah. And he never met her, never FaceTimed her, and ended up talking to her and dating her for three years. For three years, talking and dating for three years. Ended up, she died the same day as her grandma, and then they found out that she was fake. He got catfished. He got catfished. Okay. So now that you got like a backstory, um, yeah, I have mad respect for this Renaya chick, dude. Oh yeah. All right. So basically, Renaya was this this guy that is the catfish. Yep. She was. He was the catfish. He was a dude making a transition to a woman. Yeah. Okay. And he wanted to have a relationship with some with a guy just to help with the transition. So. She, he, she, for the purposes of this, I'm just going to say he, he made a profile with another girl's, uh, a, a Facebook profile with another girl's picture, had a, you know, cropped it out, a bunch of pictures, made it all legit. He made like several family members and just started talking to Manti Teo and they developed this relationship. Yeah. You remember that? Yep. It was wild. <clears throat> and the, the links that this person went. Okay. Was insane. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna get to. Cause like, here's the thing. They said this in in the in the episode, and I, I it was weird because they were like, yeah, he wanted to Facetime her, like Manti Teo wanted to Facetime this chick. Yeah, obviously and so. She watched the show Catfish, and found out all of the excuses that they always that they all made to why they can't Facetime. <laughs> And she gave it to him, and Manti Teo bought it all. Bought every single. Bought every single one of them. Every single one of them. And then, so she made up all of these, all of the, her family, this chick's family members. When she would talk to Manti Teo, because she made up a story about how this girl or the guy made up a story about how this girl that Manti Teo was talking to got in a car wreck and was in a coma. Yeah. And she, the guy. Talked for this chick who was supposedly in a coma. He was breathing in the phone while Manti Teo was talking to her, and the Renaya, the Renaya dude, was literally acting out all of these things. He like the the cousin, the uncle, all the girl voices, everything. Yeah, like it was an elaborate prank for three years, <laughs> which I am just dumbfounded. I like I said, I have respect for her now. Like. It, it, they they he he they basically he basically tricked Manti Teo for three years. 
I'm not gonna lie, I did not realize before watching this that there wasn't somebody behind the whole girlfriend thing, you know, because they came out with it with it being a hoax, and then honestly, I was double surprised whenever I found out that it was actually, you know, a biological guy, yeah. you know, behind everything right. as well. Right, transitioning to a woman. Yes. And I, dude, the whole time I'm just thinking, like, Mentiteo should be able to sue. But then I, I kept thinking, like, for what? I mean, he, it's not like he got extorted out of anything. No, like, I mean, well, he did probably lose a, a quite a few million dollars from not dra- being drafted first round. That's the only thing. But, like, you can't prove that in, I don't know, you, it, Renaya can't be, like, it, was, it just confused my brain because the whole time I'm thinking he should sue, but then I'm like, for what? Like, yeah, that's, for that's what? tough. For what? what? What can he sue her for? Like, like with the, the Amber Heard thing, like, that was defamation of character. Like, he, she, he had a legit case against her. This one, he just got fucking pranked. That's all it was. It was a, it was a very elaborate and well thought out prank. I, and, like, he just fell for it. I, oh, I also forgot. Uh, do you remember Taoing? Oh, yeah. The tailing was a thing. So, like, it was a, a little trend that went around for a little bit. And you would just, like, kind of, like, hold your hand up around nothing. You know, say, this is my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of mean, but it was really funny. Yeah. Um, well, it just it threw everybody off because, and especially they go into detail in the documentary of how Monte, uh, Manti Teo became a kind of college football sensation. Oh, yeah. He was in, he was incredible at Notre Dame. And, I mean, he was a great ball player, but, I mean, that, that was the other thing. They were um, He was using, you know, the death of his grandmother and, his, and the death of his uh, girlfriend. Oh, yeah, to you know, spur him on. To spur him on and, you know, became like a story that everybody was pulling for because he had a great personality. He was a good guy, you know. He, he, he kind of had a – he was ugly, but he kind of had a glow up. He, he looks did. way better now than he did in college. Yeah, he did. He fixed his teeth and like did his hair. He was ugly. Well, he got money. And that's it. Yeah. 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 You're not ugly. You're just poor. You're just poor. That's right. <laughs> that's what the Kardashians have taught us. That's exactly the Kardashians right. have taught us anything. It's the, you're not ugly. You're just broke. And Tom Brady. And to, well, no, I think Tom Brady actually just fucking looks good now. Well, I, he does like a, he has like a regimen. He's got like a good, healthy lifestyle that he does. And it's it, it shows. Right. Right. And but the the honestly back to the Manti Teo documentary, it was crazy how much that fucked with his head when he figured out that she wasn't real. Yeah, like I, I the 2012 national championship, I remember watching it because I hated Notre Dame and I wanted them to lose. But you can like visibly tell he was not playing well. Now, to like honestly, nobody was beating that fucking team. Yeah, they had Eddie Lacy, T.J. Yeldon, and Kenyon Drake. All three of those nasty running backs on the same team. Yeah, that was when they had Ha Ha Clinton Dix, Landon Collins, Reggie Ragland. Like n- nobody was beating that Alabama team. AJ McCarron was the quarterback. Like nobody was beating that fucking Alabama team. Like no. the only person was Johnny Fucking Football, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Johnny Football and Texas A and M were the only team that was going to beat Alabama that year. That is true. They were on a fucking tear. So I, I think Notre Dame was going to lose anyways, but. Not forty-two to fourteen. Yeah, that was wild. That was pretty fucking wild. But yeah, it was actually it kind of like the the documentary kind of explained a lot of things that I I wasn't aware of. Like I, again, Renaya is is absolutely she he's insane. But like 
And he's kind of a piece of shit for doing it all, but it's kind of impressive. It was impressive. It was very and, – and he got – he actually reached out to the chick that he was – that was on his profile. So the girl that he used for the Facebook profile, he reached out because Manti Teo wanted proof that she existed. So he said, I want you to send me a picture of you doing a certain hand gesture with a – um, picture of the date of the date and the so Renaya reached out to this chick and convinced her to send a picture of her doing that and she told her it was for children who had cancer <laughs> to show that you were su- they were supporting the kids with cancer it was unreal That's unreal and then so unbelievable and, yeah and then she sent that to Manti Teo and Manti Teo was sold <laughs> Jeez. oh it was it's incredible yeah. it was unbelievable but yeah, so if y'all haven't seen it, definitely I'd, I'd say go check it out. It's on uh, what is it? Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, especially if you kept up with college football during that time and you knew you're <clears throat> sort of aware of what went on. It's it's kind of eye opening. Like there was yeah. a lot more details that I did not know. About. Did not I did not know <laughs> about yes agreed. the whole situation. Yeah, it was it's pretty wild. But yeah, I uh, I, I recommend it. Let's get to other news. Um. We had we talked we alluded to the St. Jude uh, FedEx St. Jude Championship yep. earlier. Yep. Um, the Ratatouille finally won one. Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris. Yep. The rat looking dude finally got one. The caddy for Happy Gilmore. The yeah exactly the uh, the bridesmaid never the bride. Yep. Finally got one. Good so. for you, bud. Um, I was happy for him. It was, uh, did you watch the 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 three three hole playoff? Yes, I did. It's like they were trying to lose that third hole. Both they, of them were just trying to lose. They really were. I mean, it's it was one after the other. They were kind of fall. It seemed like both of them were falling to the pressure. But the you know, Will Zalatoris lucked out because you know uh, Straka or Staka, yeah, was it Straka? Yeah, was just. He just kind of sucked more than he did. Right, he sucked more than Will did. <laughs> than Will did. Although that fucking. That shot that landed on the rocks from Will's out horse on that's insane. It bounced like nine times and didn't go in the water. Oh, I know, right? It was uh, basically on the brick that was the lining the um, right. That's another. That's water. another one of those you can't make this shit up. Yeah, like that was that. It was insane. Um, but yeah, good congratulations to Will's out horse. He finally won. Um, yeah. Other than like the ball, golf ball going into the, the the playoff holes and the golf ball going into the cup holder, I didn't really have. Too too much from this. It was a pretty good tournament. I mean, like the the players did pretty well. Yeah, they, um, had some, they posted some decent scores. I guess the other drama that went on was the PGA or what was it? Cam Smith is leaving the PGA Tour for the Live Tournament after this uh, after this round. Yeah, and how did he? How was he able to postpone? Like going to the Live Tour after this round, even though they knew he was going to the Live Tour. Well, no, 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 no. He. He basically stated that he was going to live tour after this tournament, and as long as you don't enter into the live tournament or the live uh, tour, oh, you, gotcha. you're still eligible in the PGA uh, tour's eyes. But basically, had a controversial um, two-stroke uh, two-stroke deduction. So if he's uh, has motivation, you know, and pissed off to go to you know live live tour like this, this kind of solidified that, that was it yeah, yeah. that was so, cherry, cherry on top yeah because basically what happened was he um he did a ball drop and it didn't go 
fully across the line that he was supposed to drop it in in the drop zone. I'm not entirely sure what the rules was, but they we didn't go to know. school for that. Yeah, we didn't go to school for that at all. But um, yeah, so that that pissed him off. So he's all right, definitely so going to the lift. Bye bye, Cam Smith. Yeah. Oh, you know how much they gave him? How much? Hundred million dollars. That's insane. Like you can't not in your right mind can you turn around a hundred million dollars? Like the, again, like we talked about yesterday. Or uh, last week, the only person is Tiger Woods. Like, I mean, and seven hundred, eight hundred million dollars. That's even. That's even pushing it. Like, yeah. Um. But yeah, did, was there anything? Any other drama from the golf tournament this week? Nope. That's about I it. I mean, golf. Golf is nearing the end of the season, so it's. I, I'm gonna miss it. I love watching golf. I love you know turn waking up Thursday and like you know having like having a new tournament on every, oh, every week it was right. awesome and then you it was four days of it yeah you and yeah um let's see other news i uh, got fernando tatis got suspended 80 games his dad and him are livid absolutely livid like i i don't i don't know any of the details but he was injured so he's probably taking steroids for that he could come back for that um his dad was definitely really really upset with the league yeah, so apparently it was a um, it was Clostoboil or something like that. I'm definitely botching the pronunciation. I got terrible pronunciation. I'm blaming it on my fluids in my ear when I was little. But Cluster Clostoball. 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 In his Clostoball. Medi- Clostoball. So basically, his excuse was he blamed it on that being in his medication that he was taking to uh, for his ringworm. Gross. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah, so he's banned for 80 games. I guess there's going to be an appeal. Or can you appeal in the MLB? Um, shoot, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't do baseball. Performance-enhancing drugs is a very touchy subject subject in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Legalize it. Legalize it. <laughs> All right, what else you got in the, uh, in the other sports? Other sports? Uh, I guess go stick in with the MLB. I don't know if you saw Rodolfo uh, Castro from the Pirates was suspended one game for his phone coming out of his pocket. Oh, I saw that. That you was great. He was sliding into third base and his phone got, came out. Like, where where in the rule book does it say you can't run with your phone in your pocket? It's, Please, for the love of God, show me where that is a rule. There, There is a rule. There <laughs> is? Really? You can't have your phone? Yeah. I guess, I guess, electronic policy. Oh, I guess it's like the, it's same like as the like cheating jewel, thing. Jewelry or something like that. Too, but they yeah, no. You can like, have you can have jewelry. I think right. Yeah, people wear jewelry all like necklaces all the time. Yeah, but I guess true. it's it's like a cheating thing. Yeah, I, it could be that. I don't know. I just thought it was ballsy. I mean, especially it was on his back pocket. What you're gonna slide forward every time? What if you slide back? True. You sh- <laughs> you shatter your screen. You're just gonna shatter everything. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess they they have enough money they can just replace it. But replacing a cell phone is so fucking annoying. It's annoying. I, I would it's, say the it's hassle so of it, annoying. The yeah. hassle of it is, you know, outweighs the, the yeah. Cost like of I, it. I can, I, I could buy a new phone. That's fine. I yeah. don't, I don't fucking care. They do payment plans. So there's no yeah. interest. But I don't feel like going. Like I've had the iPhone 12 for a for like a year and a half now. I hate this phone. But like, and and I have no problem. But I can afford another one. I can go buy another one. It's not. But I don't feel like going to Verizon and buying and, another one and doing all the switching it's, out and yeah, you know with the information. And, and it's really, it's honestly, it's not that big of a deal. 
I just make it a way bigger deal in my head. Yeah. And I think it's still, it's just annoying. I don't like dealing with Spectrum. I don't, or like TV providers. I don't like dealing with cell phones providers. Like, I just don't like it. They're the new car salesmen. Yes, yes. Oh, you, dude, that's <laughs> so good. They are. They're, yeah. they're literally the new car salesmen. Like, yep. they're not as aggressive, but they're still annoying to deal with. Yeah. Because you got to go through all of these little passwords and whose names on the account you got to talk to them it, it's i mean they, they've they've made it a little bit easier but yeah that i don't know you don't want to deal with it no what else you got i uh, i guess we could talk about the uh the wrap things up the stoops and calipari um situation oh, i love it which is i kinda, love it which is kind of neat so uh mark stoops and um cal john calipari the mark stoops is the football coach for kentucky john calipari is the head coach for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team. Yes. And do you want to tell him what um, what he said? So basically how this started was the gymnasium, the practice gymnasium for the Kentucky basketball uh, team was leaking. Right. And so he called on to, you know, that the basketball should be a better basketball team should be a bigger priority. They need to make sure they upgrade their they need to upgrade their facilities, you know, making a call for that and that it basically was that ba- basketball basketball was everything in Kentucky, you know, stating his claim. Kentu- on, Kentucky's a basketball school, but yeah, yeah, Kentucky's a basketball school, and you know, they're basically trying to stake his claim on why he should get you know more upgrades on for his facilities. And Mark Stoops did not take a liking to that. Well, here's the thing: John Calipari's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But it this is a testament to how good Kentucky's football program has been. Ten years ago, like fifteen years ago. The, the head coach of the Kentucky football team would have never, ever said anything against that. Well, i tell you this. It, this was a little uh, trip down memory lane a little bit for some people, for the older listeners. But uh, this kind of reminds me of the Adolph Rupp and Paul Bear Bryant scuffle that they had back in the day. That was like in the, wow, that was the 60s. Yeah. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Uh, actually, no, 50s. 50s oh yeah bear bryant was in the 50s and 60s yeah rough rough was 50s right because yeah. they, they won in what 57 or something yes so basically what happened in 1950 if you remember correctly paul bear bryant actually had no a- I, I don't remember correctly i wasn't even fucking in my dad's ball sack because he wasn't even born <laughs> <That's very true. laughs> in 1950 okay yeah, all right 1950 basically uh, Kentucky had a really good year and end up going on to win the Sugar Bowl and beating un- the undefeated Oklahoma Sooners at that time, who I, they actually pronounced the national championship before the national championship game. I remember. So they were national champions. Yeah, you, you know, I remember that. You remember I that? I remember that because I was around back then. <laughs> of course. And so basically, um, after they had a banquet. They had a Florida or the football and basketball combined banquet. And... Adolph Rupp, who had his basketball team had a losing season that year, got a four-door Cadillac, uh, which was a big deal. And basically, Paul Bear Bryant got a cigarette lighter for his uh, oh, for his season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I they, there's there's a couple of stories about that. Like um, the Kentucky, excuse me, the Kentucky football team gets a watch, and the Kentucky basketball team gets a brand new like fucking SUV. Yep. Which, um, actually, it was thought to be a watch that he got a watch, but he actually, the, what he stated to the AP Press at that time, or Associated Press, um, was that it was a cigarette lighter. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, and then, 
you know, the story unravels that he he leaves Kentucky to go to Texas A&M and then goes to Alabama, and that's all she wrote. And then that's, yeah, it's history. That's crazy. Yeah. He, he, yeah, wow. So, Look how far we've come. You got anything else? Uh, we could talk. Let's go quickly over the NBA Christmas lineup that they just revealed. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be good. We've got the 76ers versus the Knicks. Bucks Man. versus Boston. Well, the, yeah, the 76ers versus the Knicks isn't going to be good. Eh, it's it's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, seven, uh, it would be cool to see MB, uh, Joel Embiid at Madison, Madison, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. It, well, it's it's in Madison Square Garden? In Madison right, Square perfect. Garden. I mean, I think they're going to just dunk all over the Knicks because the Knicks are going to be terrible again. Yep. Uh, Bucks versus Boston. That's going to be fun. That'll be a fun one. I honestly think the Bucks are just going to – well, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say anything. It'll it, be a fun game. Too early to tell. Yeah. Los Angeles versus Dallas. The Clippers or the Lakers? The Lakers. Okay, so the Lakers versus the Mavericks. Versus the Mavericks. That I think that'll be good. That'll be that'll, that'll be fun. Not bad. The Suns versus the Nuggets. Oh, that's well. I hope everybody stays healthy on the Nuggets. Yeah, that it could be a good game if like especially if we get Jamal Murray back. Yeah, if we got everybody, if everybody's healthy, that's gonna be a fun game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think this is gonna be the best one: is the Grizzlies versus the Warriors rematch. Oh yes. Yep. Yep. Yes, get Pat Bev out there. Yep. Oh, man. Not Pat Bev. Oh, no, no, no. He's on the Timberwolves. Never He's mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, like, uh, the John Moran. John Moran versus... Uh, Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry, but um, him and Draymond Green. Yeah. You know? I think that's going to be the best one. I think that's the best one out of this lineup. That one definitely is. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the Grizzlies are going to be really good next year. And, obviously, the Warriors are the Warriors, so... Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. That that wraps that up. Good deal. All right. Well, you got anything else? That's about it. Alrighty. Well, we will see y'all next week. Another uh we'll have more more fantasy recap. Um we'll recap some hard knocks. I think we're gonna watch I'm gonna binge watch the hard knocks and then we'll have a, a nice little recap. Yep. And yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Love y'all. Later.